Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the SICK Podcast Recruits Draftcast. That's right. We are rolling right now. We had Lane Hudson on last week, and this week, no different. We got Mr. Owen Beck joining us in just a few moments. We're going to talk. World Juniors, we're going to talk Saginaw, we're going to talk Habs, everything in between. So let's get to it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select... From the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL draft and scouting podcast. It's going to be sick. That's right. Producer Shane here, joined by our always handsome co-host, Grant McCagg. How we doing? Hey, we're excellent. Fantastic. Love to hear it. So let's waste any time and let's bring him in. Mr. Owen Beck, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, nah, doing doing great right now. Thank you. Um, listen, we, we know you're a busy man, so we'll, we'll cut to the chase. We won't keep you too long. And and I think I need to emphasize the busy part because if, if if we recap the last year and a half that you've had, it's it's pretty surreal. And I think I'll take the time to, to kind of jot it all down for, for everybody watching, right? So if we go back to June 2022, you're in Montreal for the draft. You get drafted by Montreal. Then you fast forward to January 2023. Emergency call up to the World Juniors. You end up winning the gold. Not too bad. Get back home. Boom, you're traded to Peterborough. Okay. New change of scenery. Let's do it. Bam. Don't even have time to adapt. You get called up by the Habs. Play first game in Ottawa. And, and January 28th, you get 20 days to, after your trade. Come back to Peterborough. Win the OHL champion. Why not, right? And then you play in the Mem Cup. Fast forward to January. You play again in the World Juniors. Go all the way to Sweden. And when you come back, wouldn't you know it? You're traded again, this time to Saginaw. <clears throat> A year and one day later than, than you were traded last time, funny enough, January 8th. And now you're, gonna, you're set to play in your second straight Mem Cup since Saginaw's hosting the Mem Cup this year. I got to catch my breath for a second because that's that's a mouthful. But I mean, have you like taken the time to kind of let it all soak in like the crazy year and a half that you've had? It's it's pretty insane. Um, well, I mean, considering it's still going, uh, not really. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just 
um, you know, trying to appreciate things as they come, obviously. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, very memorable um, experiences that I've had the past year and a half. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm super fortunate to have uh, been able to, you know, have those experiences and have those opportunities. But um, yeah, you know, just trying to, um, yeah, just trying to uh, appreciate them uh, whenever they come. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll take the time at some point to uh, look back and and uh, appreciate all that's happened in this past uh, past year and a half. That's it. No, it's 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 pretty surreal. Now you're you're in Saginaw. Now you've played three games with with the Spirit. Um, might I add, you've put up nine points playing at a, a three point per game pace. Which I mean, it's safe to say you didn't really need much time to to adjust to the new system, right? Like it, the that came pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it helps when you're welcomed, um, you know, by such nice and and warm teammates, and um, and you know, you obviously play with talented players that uh, that definitely helps. So, um, yeah, the, you know, the system um, is kind of built for for offense, uh, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of um, let me kind of get into a flow pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I was given great opportunities uh, right when I got there, and uh, yeah, just trying to make the best of them. That's it. And Grant, Grant, I know you're you're itching to ask a few questions here, especially about certain of Owen's teammates. So I'll, I'll let you take the floor. Well, you know, con- considering that we uh, we we cover the draft with with this draft cast, uh, your first impressions on uh, getting feeds from uh, Zane Parekh. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many bad ones, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's quite the talented player. Obviously, you know his his production is um, you know speaking for itself. Um, but in the short time I've known him, uh, you know he's a great kid. He uh, he he loves the game. He works hard. He's uh, you know he's always in the gym taking care of his body and uh, making sure he's prepared to to get on the ice. And um, yeah, there's uh, no lack of love for the uh, for the game from him. Mm. 14 points in his last five games. So I think you guys are already finding a bit of chemistry there. Uh, you find that the, the power play is clicking pretty good already, right? Yeah, no, we have, um, it definitely helps, you know, when we have a lot of threats from, you know, every angle on the power play, um, you know, obviously Zeke can score up from up top and we've been talking about that and, um, you know, uh, Hunter hate on the, on the right flank there. He's been, um, hitting a ton of posts and, um, you know, he actually scored one from my spot the other game there when we ran a little switch. So, um, yeah, it's, it's dynamic. Uh, you know, we got, um, Sapovalov, uh, down low and, and Mangoni and, mm-hmm. and, uh, in the bumper there. Um, so yeah, you know, when we, when you have those threats all over the ice, it, uh, it definitely helps the power play click pretty early. Uh, you know, you don't need a whole lot of adjustment, um, which is always nice. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Saginaw has got, um, I think, I think they're in the top two. We're in the top two, uh, for, for power play in the league. And, um, yeah, so we, uh, you know, just want to keep things rolling, uh, you know, and, and stay up at the top there. And, uh, I mean, you have a kid that could be a top 10 pick next year in Misa and he's not even, is he not even on the top power play at this time? I wouldn't even call it a, a you know one top power play versus another. I think honestly it's <laughs> it's one A and one B at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. You know you've got you've got Misa who's um, you know obviously a, a fantastic player. Um, you know an 07 that's you know keeping up in terms of production with um, you know OAs in this in this league and um, you know so you got him. You got um, Rodwin Dionizio is another fantastic quarterback on that power play. 
you know, Jorian Donovan, Josh Bloom, like, you know, all these, all these threats from everywhere, right? Like, so you can't even, you know, call one unit a top unit versus another. It's just, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, it's, uh, Dave Trample's done, you know, a great job of, uh, of building a team here that, um, you know, has a lot of threats. And, <clears throat> and so, uh, obviously, yeah, that helps on the power play, uh, both for both units. London's uh, won 12 or 13 straight. I think they've scored 75 and given up 22. Uh, Kitchener's pretty loaded uh, loaded up as well. I think uh, going to have a heck of a – it's going to be a heck of a uh, Western uh, Conference uh, playoff this year, isn't it? Certainly, certainly will be. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good teams in the West. Um, but uh, – you know, we've, like I said, I think we've done a great job of building a, a great team. Um, you know, we've made a lot more moves than some of those other teams. So uh, it's understandable if if we have, um, you know, not necessarily chemistry issues, but, um, you know, our chemistry has taken a bit of a hit since uh, since the deadline, uh, just with all the new faces and everything. So, um, yeah, I think as soon as we, we get rolling here, uh, you know, we'll be a great team. Um, you know, we have a lot of belief in our group and uh, obviously a lot of talented players. So, um, yeah, we're uh, we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, when things start clicking, um, you know, when we really look to play the right way. And, um, yeah, and I think, you know, we've got a lot of experience that'll help uh, get us through these playoffs. Well, last year, I mean, you're, you're facing a similar situation where you, you went to a new team, uh, you know, had to develop chemistry and maybe it didn't, didn't necessarily happen right away is certainly on the score, you know, scoreboard every night. You, uh, I mean, the Peets, they, they had a 74 point season last year and that was the lowest point total for a, uh, OHL champ since Kitchener in 81. So, um, when, did, when do you think that it came together for you guys and, and things just started to click? Uh, was it in the Ottawa series? Do you think, um, like I know you weren't you you weren't favored to win that series, obviously. But what, what, what when do you think it started to click for uh, Peterborough last year? Uh, game one of playoffs against Sudbury. Um, okay, <laughs> we we had a um, you know a tougher regular season. I think we were only, uh, or I guess I should say, the second half of the regular season. I think we were only a couple games over five hundred. Um, and we ended up in the four seed. So we had home ice advantage for one series. And then uh, we ended up being up against Ottawa. Um, yeah. In the, in the second series and obviously they're the top team in the league. So uh, yeah, I honestly think in, uh, in that Sudbury series, uh, you know, we started, you know, we knew what we had to do in the, in the regular season, but uh, we just, nobody would consistently do it. Um, you know, we just, uh, you know, had some issues that, um we couldn't seem to get over just uh, consistency issues that seemed in the regular season. And, but as soon as playoffs rolled around, you know, we all came together as a group. We, we talked about it. We said, guys, we got to, you know, start playing the right way every night. Um, you know, we can't take any nights off. Uh, and obviously we went four straight on, on Sudbury. We got a little belief, a little bit of belief in our group and we figured like we knew we could do things the right way at that point. Um, you know, we were all already battling injuries, but we were still winning games. Um, so yeah, we uh, we took some confidence into the uh, into the Ottawa series, and um, yeah, you know after that we were kind of just looking to uh, to split every um, you know when we went into the opposing team's rink, we would just looked to split one of those two games, um, and then you know we would we knew we would take care of business at home, and that's kind of the mentality that we had going into playoffs, and uh, just worked from us from then on. You grew up uh, pretty close to Peterborough. 
Um, they had a record crowd at the Memorial Center for Game Six, uh, where you clinched the title. Uh, I'm going to assume that you had uh, plenty of family and friends at that game to to watch the uh, you win the championship. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Well, maybe not actually, because for a couple of reasons. One, one because tickets sold out in five to ten minutes. Okay. Uh, and, and, and another yeah. was that uh, I was actually suspended for that game. So. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so, so maybe not. Um, but definitely had you know my family, like um, some of my immediate family, and maybe a couple friends in the stands. But um, yeah, you know, I got. Uh, um, you know, my, my parents and grandparents and, um, siblings and, and all that, uh, you know, got to, got to see me, um, hoist the trophy in that building, but, uh, you know, perhaps, um, some friends from back home were, were probably just watching on the TV just cause, uh, I wasn't actually in that game. So were, were you wearing your hockey pants when you hoisted the trophy or in civvies or? <laughs> I was in, um, no, I, I wanted to, to get dressed, but it was such a close game that, um, you know, if I got dressed and we ended up, you know, let's say losing somehow, I would have, uh, you know, felt pretty bad. So, um, and almost felt kind of guilty for jinxing, jinxing it. So, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I almost, you know, just, uh, I think we were up, you know, two, one with, with five minutes left and, you know, I wanted to go get dressed, but at the same time I couldn't miss, you know, a second of that game. So, um, yeah, I just ended up being in my suit, um, when, when the buzzer went off and, uh, jumped on the ice with the guys and, and, uh, we just started, uh, yeah, lifting the trophy and, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, I couldn't be in my gear to, to have that picture, but, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll sort that issue out this year. Yeah. Did you, you did, did you deserve that suspension or what? <laughs> uh it, obviously i didn't intend on doing it but you know a slew foot is going to be an automatic two game suspension that's just the rules and it was pretty textbook it was just unfortunate um you know our i was going into four check and was even with uh with a defenseman and our skates collided um i lost balance and my arm was in front of his chest and as i tried to recover my foot um you know it came back behind his and trying to, you know, regain my balance, my arm came back and, you know, it ended up being a slip foot. It's, there was, you know, no arguing it, but um, yeah, it's just, yeah. You know, it out, so. yeah. I, you know, I, I had blocked it out of my memory. So sorry about that. I, I, I'd forgotten <laughs> that you, you missed the, uh, but it's coming back to me now, the slew foot. Um, you, you played it, you faced Logan Mayu in the, in the finals. Um, there, there's a, uh, you know, I, somebody who shall remain nameless on a, on an affiliated uh, podcast uh, uh, keeps uh, insisting that Logan's not going to be a regular NHLer. I'm just wondering if you, uh, if you agree with that sentiment. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a first year all-star in the NHL. I, yeah, I, yeah. uh, I don't think you have you know, said, yeah. uh, too much to worry about if he keeps last, developing at that rate. So last um, one, uh, I think on the halves was PK Subban uh, last rookie defenseman and he you know norris yeah, trophy okay, so yeah. he i think he made the NHL. So. <laughs> yeah i mean you know obviously there's still a lot to a lot of work to do for um of course yeah anybody who's um you know not in the nhl at this point but um i mean what was it like facing him what but, was it like uh, he was a 25 minute defenseman uh like how did you find going up against him in the defensive zone was he was he half decent or what yeah, you know, he's, he was, you know, a big body he was strong. Um, you know, he could, um, you know, finish some checks pretty hard. So, um, 
you know, just going up against big guys like that, it's not always fun to, to forecheck against. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say, um, you know, he was a liability in his defensive zone at all. You know, I think, um, you know, I think we we had a good system in place to try and break them down. And um, I mean, you know, ultimately it, it worked because mm-hmm. you know, we won. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't narrow out any any one guy on uh, on their team for that. I think just it was two good teams yeah. going at it and we ended up getting the bounces right. So. The um, I was uh, I was looking looking at some stats because uh, when when you got traded to Saginaw, obviously you're going to play in back to back Memorial Cups. Uh, you also got to play in back to back World Juniors. Now, I mean, I've been following the World Juniors. I'm old enough to remember the first one with Wayne Gretzky back in '77, and I got thinking, you know, there haven't been too many guys that played back-to-back World Juniors and Memorial Cups. And I I did, well, I mean, it took me a couple hours today, but I went through every year and I came up with five names, five guys before you that Canadians that, and there's only been one Canadian forward in 47 years that they've had the World Juniors that played in back-to-back and that's Brandon Reed. And the other guys are, Breezebaugh, Patrice Breezebaugh, another yeah. fellow Hab, uh, Wade Redden, Luongo, uh, Ryan Ellis, and Scott Harrington. So actually six guys. But uh, you're the seventh guy and only the second Canadian forward that's ever going to uh, have that honor. So, I mean, it, what a great experience before you turn pro. I, I, I hope you can appreciate just how fortunate you are to uh, to get those experiences. Yeah, no, like I said, at, uh, you know, at the start of the show here, um, you know, I've just been so fortunate, so, so lucky and, um, you know, so blessed to, to have those opportunities. Um, and then, you know, throw in an NHL game at 18 years old as well. And, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, I can definitely, um, yeah, consider myself lucky and, and so fortunate, to, uh, you know, to have all these experiences. Cause like you said, you know, there's a, only a handful of guys that, uh, you know, that have been able to do this. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's um, so many people that, uh, that you know, have helped me get, get to this point and, um, you know, helped give me the opportunity to do this, um, you know, two years in a row. So, uh, yeah, you know, got to thank everybody. And, uh, like, yeah, like you said, just just super fortunate to, uh, you know, to, to be in that conversation. But, I mean, at the same time, right, it's there's there's a luck factor, but there's also a deserving factor. Like, you've you've earned these opportunities you 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 won the ohl champion you earned that call-up spot at the at the world juniors you earned like you know it's it's still well deserved so i I think you got to be proud of of the way you played and and, you know the accolades are coming and they've come already but grant you 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 gave me a perfect segue here for the world juniors obviously you're right the this year probably not the result uh wished for but you know watching me watching what stood out to me the most was the kind of like the way you guys adapted to the IIHF rules right like we, we remember you know Connor Geeky getting thrown out for being too strong and like come on let's let's be real here too tall. and then you, you get boarded and there's no call right it's it's it, it just seemed inconsistent from our point of view so i'm just curious like for you guys in the room, how, how did you kind of like adapt or adjust your game in, in, in order to respect those rules? 
Yeah. Um, you know, our team identity was just to be resilient this year. Um, you know, we knew we were going to face some adversity. It started in our first pre-tournament game. Uh, you know, we had Mullendike go out with a broken wrist. Um, yeah. bef- even before the pre-tournament, Luno um, had yeah, that infection sick. that just seemed was so random, so unfortunate. And, um, yeah, you know, we knew we were going to face adversity. Uh, and, yeah, you know, we just had to kind of stay um, even keel throughout, um, you know, throughout the room, uh, not – not get too upset at anything and and just trying to try to not let anything get us down and just really play our game um you know obviously it's uh super unfortunate the way it ended there um yeah i mean it doesn't uh get much more unlucky than that but uh yeah you know like i said we just tried to you know stay calm throughout and and not let the let our emotions get the best of us and you know just try and try and be resilient and play our game uh you know no matter what happened mm-hmm how, um, obviously you got to, you got to see, uh, Macklin Celebrini at, up close and he's, uh, he's the odds on favorite to go first overall this year, as I'm sure you know. Um, just, uh, maybe tell me your impressions of, of, uh, of him as a player and a teammate. Yeah. Um, obviously as a player, he's incredibly talented. Um, you know, I've, I've never seen a guy have a puck on a string like that, uh, in my life. He just seems to, um, get out of sticky situations, uh, whenever, uh, whenever he needs to. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I think he's super, super well-rounded. I think he thinks the game well. Um, you know, I think he, he skates well, he has a good shot and, um, you know, I mentioned his hands, I think they're pretty exceptional. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's going to be a player, um, down the road. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, him, as a teammate as well as, uh, you know, he's, he's just as, as good at doing that, um, as he was, um, you know, as a player. So, um, yeah, you know, the guys loved him in the room. Um, you know, I got to sit beside him, uh, throughout the tournament there in, uh, in Gothenburg and, um, yeah, have, have nothing bad to say about him. He was, uh, yeah, he's a great kid. Uh, I love spending time with him and, uh, yeah, I know other guys did as well. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, we have a stat from the uh, from the World Juniors where uh, uh, you led you led the tournament in in faceoff percentage sixty nine point two three percent. I mean that's uh, that's awesome. And um, do you know? Are you leading the OHL in faceoffs? I didn't get to see stats on. I was looking beforehand. Uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm somewhere in the top five, but I'm I okay I'm lead right now. You're not, you're okay. Well, you're gonna have to get that, you're gonna have to fix that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll do my best. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, you gotta the coaches pull at the end of the year, you gotta be, you gotta be at the top of that again, right? Um, (laughs) I don't think I don't even think I was on it last year for no, well, geez, well, well, we're gonna have to fix that for sure, but um, (laughs) uh, to just talk a bit about you know. What makes you such a uh, such a great face-off face-off guy? What's like? How much have you trained? Uh, is it reflexes? Is it uh, um, you know instinct? Uh, bit, you know, bit of everything. What would you say is the secret to your face-off success? Uh, it's definitely a bit of everything. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so much that goes into it. There's timing, reflexes, um, strategy. Uh, kind of reading off your opponent, um, even reading off the linesman sometimes. Not everybody drops the puck the mm-hmm. same. Um, 
you know, training off the ice, you, uh, you need to be, need to be strong. Um, you know, being able to, uh, maintain your balance, use your feet. Um, I mean, use your feet in the, in the OHL, I guess you can't use them in the IHF, but, um, yeah, <laughs> just, just all that kind of goes into it. And, um, yeah, you, you gotta be able to kind of put that all together and, um, you know, do it consistently as well. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot that goes into it and, um, you know, I've just kind of, uh, worked on it a fair bit. Um, Oh, oh yeah. So do you, do you stuff. study, do you study tendencies of your opponent, uh, the, the centers on the other teams and know, kind of know their tendencies to a certain degree or, um, a little bit, uh, okay. in game, I'll, in game, I'll definitely watch. Um, but I don't necessarily have video on them beforehand or anything. Um, when I was in Mississauga, I actually used to get a report before games and I'd always read through that. Um, we had a guy who watched, all the video and he would write up basically a paragraph about um, their numbers all year, maybe past five games, numbers against our team, um, yeah. against wow. lefties, righties kind of thing. And just their tendencies when they go into the end of the draw, um, whether they're, you know, on their forehand side, on their backhand side, uh, he kind of picks up on that. So um, having that information kind of helped off the start. Um, just as a young guy in the league, kind of having that just gives you a bit of a leg up. Um, knowing what the other guy's tendencies are. So if you pay attention to that going into a game, it can definitely help. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, like I said, I don't have that anymore um, having moved teams. So uh, right. Yeah. Kind of just got to go off, you know, what you see early on in a game. And, um, and maybe if you played them a couple times, you know, from, from previous, uh, previous matchups, what you're looking for. So. Okay. I know like, uh, Fowler, when he was interviewed by the Habs last year at the at the uh, combine, he was asking if he knew, you know, which way opponent shot, and he could say he could name, you know, oh, he's a righty, he's a lefty, oh, he tends to do this, tends to do that, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I mean, the, going back to the Habs, uh, they 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 have a bit of a reputation at the combine for, uh, I guess, to get their psychologist in there, and he asked some. Uh, some pretty uh, crazy questions or, well, maybe not crazy, but a little different. Um, Obviously they always ask everybody about what type of animal you are. (laughs) And uh, we've, we've talked before and you mentioned that you, uh, you told them that you were a wolf. You still, Mm -hmm. you still consider yourself a wolf or. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good, I think it's a a pretty good kind of analogy to, to hockey, you know, we're all, yeah, um, you know, we're all part of a pack. Essentially, we all um, are working together to achieve a common goal. Um, you know, whether that be on the ice or off the ice. Um, you know, just I like that. Being answer. comfortable in a group mm. and being able to work in a group is just so important. So yeah. I just think that's you know a so, pretty good relation so, to, to, to answer that question. So, were you expecting to get traded to Sudbury then? <laughs> um, I think the rumor was floating around, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't. <laughs> well, you're a yeah, wolf, I right? So, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and keeping it, keeping it serious there for a minute, which movie did you go see first Oppenheimer or Barbie? Never saw Barbie. So I haven't seen it either, but I did see Oppenheimer. Did you see, Opp- yeah. did you see Oppenheimer? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. what do you think? I was, 
found it a little hard to follow at times. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very, very political. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I didn't, didn't have much context or, you know, kind of history going into it. So, um, yeah, you know, I was kind of just basing it off what I knew and, you know, there were bits and pieces I could pick out and, um, you know, remembered was like, oh yeah, you know, remember that happening before watching this movie kind of thing. So I mm. knew that was a bit of the story, but, um, but like I said, I didn't have, you know, a whole lot going into it and, uh, you know, it is kind of tough to follow with all, uh, all the nuclear science and, and all this stuff, uh, <laughs> that you need to, that, well, you don't need to know, but, um, you know, need to kind of understand if you're, if you're going to follow along. So that's it. I, I, I Grant, I, I think Barbie's, it. Barbie's right up your alley, Grant. I think you'd love it. You gotta, you gotta, you okay. gotta check it out. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to ask you. I knew you, I knew you that's seen it by now, but oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you, uh, I mean, as former scholastic player of the year, uh, CHL, not only the OHL, you won the Bobby Smith award, then you won the CHL, uh, did you ever consider going the college route? No, you you obviously were good in school. You had good grades all the way up, I would imagine. Uh, was that a consideration for you when you were 15, 14? Um, yeah, initially it, it was. Um, you know, my, my parents have always stressed having a good education. Um, and But it was more kind of what suited me better as a hockey player. Um, just when I was advised... Uh, based on what pathway I should follow. Uh, part of it was just, you know, are you ready for the OHL at 16 or will you be more ready to showcase yourself in the NCAA at 18? Um, and I just think, you know, I was, I, um, like in, in minor midget, I was a, a good size, good weight. So, um, you know, I, I didn't, uh, didn't feel I needed to, to wait any longer. Um, I felt the OHL was, uh, you know, good for keeping me close to home for the most part, um, very good developmental league. Uh, and, you know, I felt that, uh, that I was ready for it and, um, you know, didn't feel that high school was, was going to be, um, sacrificed all that much, uh, you know, when I learned a little bit more about the league and, uh, my family and I had talks and, and yeah, we ended up just uh, going the OHL route and, um, you know, obviously kept up my marks and, and, um, you know, prepared myself the best for, for post-secondary that I, that I could, um, you know, if I ever needed to use it. I know you took off last year. Are you, you've been taking any courses this year or anything, or are you just concentrating on um, hockey? Yeah, just, just concentrating on hockey. You know, it's crossed my mind many, many times to, uh, to take, you know, a course, but um, yeah, I've just never, uh, never really gotten into it, I guess. Um, there's, yeah, there's a couple things, like I said, that have come to mind that, that I think would be useful and, um, <clears throat> wouldn't be bad to, to keep me occupied. Um, but we, we do in Saginaw here, we do have, um, you know, a course that we're, that we're taking for the second semester. Um, it actually, it doesn't end up, uh, giving us a credit to university, but it's, uh, I guess something to keep okay. us busy and, and it'll, uh, apply to our, basically our day-to-day -day job, I guess, as hockey mm -hmm. players. So, well, if you weren't going to be a hockey player or a, or a wolf, what uh what would you what, what do you think you'd be like what um i mean i i've always said i've wanted to go into something in medicine um but doing 12 years of school um at this point kind of um doesn't seem like the easiest uh 
um, pathway, I guess. But, you know, obviously uh, good things don't come easy. So uh, that's always just something I've been most interested in, I guess, was something to do with medicine. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, um, it was my first time being put under anesthesia. And I thought that experience was really cool, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> um, just getting a, getting a little needle and then um, talking to the, the dentist or whatever for um, 10 seconds and then being out like a light and waking up perfectly in time for the surgery to be done. Um, you know, I thought that was, that was really cool. So um, yeah, that's, that kind of sparked an interest in, in anesthesiology for me. Um, and, wow. But I mean, like I said, you know, it's, it's at least a 12 year commitment. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's something I'll figure out, uh, you know, well, where for... I need to look into. Uh, later yeah. On. Well, I mean, focus on putting your opponents to sleep now, eh? Right? Oh. Game, right? Now, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good good thing to focus <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> second half here. What, uh, one player has won back-to-back scholastic player, CHL Scholastic Player of the Year awards. I was having a – I did a little research on it before it came out. Do you know who that was? In the last yeah, 35 years. Well. <laughs> I haven't really looked that far back. No, but, uh, no, no. I just you don't. It was it, no. Yeah. It just uh, it's just an interesting name. The guy's name is Connor McDavid. So you know if yeah, you actually I feel like I did know that or should have known that. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's not a bad yeah, anybody that teases you. Anybody ever teases you about winning? You know, uh, being the brainiac or whatever. Any teammates you say, hey, <laughs> McDavid won it back to back. Back off. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, when I when I won that, I looked at previous winners, and they were all names I recognized um, from yeah. the NHL. So, uh, wow. definitely not a bad award to win. Uh, no, you know, obviously, everybody, you know, wants to be the point leader or or whatnot. But uh, you know, obviously, there's um, some weight to that award, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe then people will give it credit for. So, you, um, I know a couple of years ago, you, I asked you what you wanted to keep working on in your game, and you were. You, you mentioned that you wanted to start to play a more physical game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fair to say that you've done that. Um, do you, uh, are you happy with uh, how your development's gone? And what would you say that you most need to keep working on to, uh, to become a good pro? Um, yeah, I think I am happy with, uh, with the way things have developed for me in that as in the physical aspect um you know i think it was a big part of what led to our success in peterborough in the playoffs Um, absolutely i told you uh, you know we had systems to break teams down and a lot of that had to do with um with the floor check and uh just being physical on on teams all series and uh you know it it worked and i think it's it's super it's a super important way to to play um in in every single game um it's not easy to play that way, but, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, brings good results with it when you do. Um, and I think that's something we're starting to realize here in, in Saginaw. Um, and I think just, uh, you know, continuing, I think, you know, there's a lot of details that go into to being a pro player. Um, you know, I've spent a good amount of time <clears throat> doing video this season at, or at the start of the season with, uh, with Paul Byron, who's, um, you know, recently heard of them uh, transitioned yep. into a, into a player development role with the, with the Canadians. So, um, he's shown me so many great clips, given me so many, uh, great suge- suggestions and, and pointers from a, you know, pro, a recent pro, pro players, um, point of view 
that I feel I'm trying to implement into my game. And, and that's just something that, uh, you know, goes a long way at, at that level. Um, if you're not touching the score sheet every night, um, for example, that's what, you know, that'll, that's what'll keep you there. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's so important. That's going to be something that I really, um, look to when, when I watch my own video, you know, try and pick out little details that I feel I can improve on and, um, add into my game going forward. Wow. Yeah. Not, you, not a bad player to learn from. Let's yeah. I think we can agree on that. He, he kind of uh, yeah. held his own there in, in, in the show. Not yeah. Bad. Jeez. Um, you, uh, I mean, your goal was to make the Habs uh, at camp last year, and you, you came close. Uh, late, late cut again, just like the year before. Um, what did uh, what did the Habs tell you at the end of camp? Yeah, um, you know, they said they didn't want to, you know, rush anything. Um, you know, I was still 19 years old. I still had a year of eligibility in in junior, and um, <clears throat> you know, they they felt that you know, no matter what it's best for me to uh, come back to, to Peterborough and, or I guess Peterborough at the time, uh, come back to junior and um, just yeah. learn as much as I can uh, while I'm here. Um, you know, there's, I guess, no sense in, in wasting that developmental year. Um, you know, and I think there's, you know, so much to be learned from, you know, we were just talking about, uh, you know, my video sessions and conversations with um, Paul there. And, um, you know, there's, like I said, there's so much to be learned at this level, um, you know, playing 20 plus minutes a night as opposed to playing and playing in all situations as opposed to playing, you know, possibly 10 or less in, in the NHL and, um, you know, really trying to grind it out as a 19 year old there when, um, you know, when there's a lot more to be um, learned when you're getting ice and um, actually having that experience. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's basically, you know, the gist of it when, um, when I got sent back, uh, obviously, like you said, it was a goal of mine, but, um, you know, I might've set my expectations a little bit too high. Uh, obviously being able to play in the NHL at, at 19 is, is no easy task. And, um, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of to, to not be. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think coming back here is definitely the, the right decision. Um, yeah. and, you know, I think there's, you know, again, playing in, in back-to-back Memorial Cups is, um, great experience in itself. And then just everything, day to day is, you know, there's so much to be learned from. So, um, you know, there, yeah, like I said, there's, there's just so much to learn. So, um, obviously, you know, I'm super happy here. I've gotten off to great start with, uh, with Saginaw and, you know, I'm just looking forward to, to what comes next. That's it. But I mean, nonetheless, y- you did play an NHL game. Like that's, <laughs> it's your, your first game is done and, and one more than me, only one more than me. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> one, but I think, I think he's going to grow that number pretty soon. Yeah, um, probably. But I mean, I'm curious, like, how did that phone call happen? Is, is it is it Kent that called you up? Say, you know, pack your shit, dude. You're coming over. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was I was just going to the rink like any other day in in Peterborough there, and well, I mean, I guess it was only 20 days in, but uh, yeah, no, I was just going to the rink uh, per usual in the morning, and um, <clears throat> you know, we got off to not the best start, I guess, uh, that second half, and. So got called into um, my GM's office and my coach was in there as well. So I, I was kind of went in there expecting the worst, just given the the start that we had together as a group. And um, yeah, sure enough, they're like, eh, why do you look so nervous? And I was like, well, <laughs> no, I don't know what you're going to say. And we haven't, haven't had the greatest start. And they're like, well, it's kind of the opposite. You're, uh, you're getting called up to, to play your first NHL game. So he just said, you know, I just got off the phone Jeez. with uh, Jeff Gorton there and um, you know, that I needed to, 
had to be out of there by the afternoon and get up to Ottawa and get settled into the hotel because the following night I'd be playing in my first NHL game. So, um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was quite a surprise, like I said, given the context of that trade deadline and, um, you know, the few weeks after it. Um, but, yeah, no, I was obviously ecstatic and got to um, – I, I still went on the ice that morning, wasn't allowed to tell any of my teammates because of – you know uh any possible media leaks or anything um and (laughs) so it was the weirdest practice ever because i had this (laughs) gigantic news you know balled up inside that i couldn't share with anybody and um yeah so i obviously went home i called my parents packed my stuff uh you know told them to hopefully cancel their plans (laughs) and and make it down to ottawa so uh yeah they were able to do that um and then they brought i think almost 30 more people with them so um that was yeah it was an awesome experience uh great to have that much support at my at my first game and um yeah super super thankful for that for that experience really wow and is is there anything that stands out to you that's like surprising like you didn't expect that from from the nhl or the small the sample size is too small maybe (laughs) um yeah i mean like it's kind of crazy just the setup that they seem to have at every rink it's almost like playing a home game um but you're on the road just because you know the facilities are still really nice um and they bring everything with them on the road there's really nothing left behind so um yeah and obviously you know just the rookie lap uh you know it was cool (laughs) that you know they had just gotten rid of that I think the no helmet rule for anybody who isn't in the league already and um you know the montreal just said you know we'll take the fine or whatever, go out, no helmet and just enjoy that moment. So, um, yeah, no, that was, that was awesome. And, um, it's, it's a memory I'll never forget. With all the injuries, uh, like doc going down, new hook, et cetera. You've been wondering if you might be getting that call again this year or (laughs) Uh, I think my luck's starting to run out in that regard, but we'll see. Um, you know, obviously that'd be another amazing experience. Um, and I mean, hey, I guess if they needed backup in Detroit or something, I'm only an hour away from there. So <laughs> I no, I mean, I'm just focused on on what I'm doing here with uh, the Saginaw. And again, if if that ends up happening, yeah, I, I, you're looking I, at I, the I, injured. I, you're looking I, at I, the I injured reserve every day. Come on, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but like I said, I, I'd have to buy a lottery ticket if that happened a second time because. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think there was it only happened like once in 21 years or something. Um, wow! Or I was the first time in 21 years, I think, for the Habs. Yeah, um, it's so. Yeah. yeah, obviously pretty lucky. And then if it were to happen twice in two years, then you know, <laughs> again. So I'd you're be, at uh, probably the luckiest guy on earth. You're at their beck and call, you could say. I guess. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Now, <laughs> you had to do it, Grant. You had to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kirby Doc has not, he's still like under 40% in the faceoff dot for his career. Uh, I mean, they, they're just gonna, they're gonna need you, uh, they're gonna need you on the team next year just to, just to tutor Kirby, maybe, Jesus. you know. Um, have you uh, considered that? I mean, you, you look at the depth chart, I'm sure, on occasion and think, geez, you know. It'd be nice someday to maybe be on the second line of the Habs, taking centers, taking taking draws, and maybe moving over to the wing and playing uh, alongside Kirby on the second line. Would that uh, would that interest you? 
Yeah, I think that interests just about any hockey player you ask ever. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously goals that I have and, um, you know, I guess the sky's the limit for those um, for those goals personally. And, um, yeah, it'd be considered a success to, you know, just to crack an NHL roster and, you know, to get up to um, to that level in the depth chart and in the lineup. And, um, you know, that'd be that'd be unbelievable. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's something to strive for, obviously, you know, you don't start at the top. So, um, you know, got to work my way into that. And, um, you know, again, that just starts here. It's, um, you know, just everything day to day, just becoming a pro while I'm here and then being able to step into, uh, into a role when, when I turn pro, that's, uh, you know, just kind of my focus right now. You'd be comfortable playing on the wing. Have you played enough, uh, well, you you've played some, right? Obviously, even last year with the world with Canada, did you not play sort of on the wing a bit, take face um, offs, end up playing yeah, on the wing? So? Yeah, no, it's um, I've never really been a dedicated winger for more than right. two shifts. Wow, <laughs> in a game, you're too good um, on face offs. I mean, geez. Yeah, so. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it's too hard of an adjustment. Um, you know, I'm starting to play in systems with, you know, team Canada and here in Saginaw that, you know, there's essentially no dedicated center unless the, uh, unless the shift yeah. starts with a, with a face off. So, you know, I end up on the wall enough to, you know, kind of understand the, the responsibilities of that, the positioning, um, you know, what I need to do in that spot. So I'm sure it wouldn't take too long to, uh, to, to get accustomed to that if, if I started um, you know, playing, playing on the wing full-time or something. James Richmond, uh, your coach in Mississauga or GM coach, uh, he compared you to Bo Horvat. Now, do you like that comparison? Is that something do you, if you were to, you know, to ask you to say who, who would you compare yourself as, you know, you'd like to be as an NHL or what, uh, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, in an, an ideal situation, it'd be um, Patrice Bergeron. I, I think, uh, you know, that's kind of the mold. Just about every two-way player wants, two-way center wants to um, turn into. But, um, mm, yeah, not a bad I mean, one. Uh, <laughs> Bo Horvat was a guy that I used uh, for a while to kind of compare my game game to. Uh, obviously, he's, he's a left-handed shot, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot of similarities there. Um, but I think... Uh, I think more recently and, and with the development of, uh, you know, the physical physical side of my game, I've um, kind of started comparing myself to Nazem Kadri a little bit. Um, you know, it's another guy um, that uh, that does things the right way um, all over the ice and, and contributes offensively, um, you know, has good details in his own zone, but he's also, you know, a pass to play against. Um, you know, he's always in, in people's grills. He's always playing on the edge and, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what, like I said, with that recent development of, of the, uh, the physical side, that's something that, mm-hmm. you know, oh. I'd compare myself a little bit more to now. He's got a and ring. And- <laughs> Jeez, suspended, not a sus- yeah. Suspended, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> you know, suspended <laughs> for the OHL championship game. Uh, that, that's a cadre type thing too. That, yeah. yeah that's. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, I think I've got maybe four penalty minutes this year. But, um, you know, I've gotten, you know, uh, I guess so- just as many suspensions in my career as I do penalties this year. So, obviously, you learn from your uh, mistake. 
like that 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 weight on you. You've only taken two penalties since your suspension. Jeez. <laughs> well, well, I mean, <laughs> I, well, I guess you can consider the Mem Cup. I took another couple penalties there, probably. And um, okay, yeah, just uh, yeah. You know, I just I, I usually just try and stay out of the box. I don't think I've ever had more than twenty minutes in penalties in a year in the OHL. Right. So, um, right. You know, I, I just think. You know, people ask me about it, and and I hear guys say they want to, you know, have a hundred points and a hundred penalty minutes, and I'm just thinking, I don't know what the point of that is because I feel like, you know, you're better, ser- you're serving your team better on the ice than you are in the box, and um, absolutely, you, know, you win more games if you stay out of the box and win the special teams battles. So that's never something I've understood. Um, you know, people can, I guess, criticize you for maybe being soft, but I mean, if you're taking 40 stick penalties a year versus, you know, two to 10 or two to five to 10, you know, body checking penalties or something, then I don't know how, uh, you know, how that calls you or gets you labeled soft. But um, yeah, I just, I just always, you know, try to play the, you know, the game the right way within the rules, but, you know, still on the edge as well. So. Well, I can guarantee you that Marty uh, likes guys that stay out of the box. Um <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Gallagher last night, he's been taking some some penalties in the final two minutes of games. And last night, yeah, you know, he, he sat the last four or five minutes because Marty remembered that, okay, Gallagher's been taking a costly penalty the last few minutes several times this year. And uh, it, I think he'd probably get the message. He'll know why he wasn't on the ice the last five minutes because, I mean, you just uh, – those costly penalties uh, can kill you. So, uh, yeah, definitely you don't want to be uh, – and plus you're the best penalty killer. So if you're in the box, was, you're not there uh, killing the penalty. The, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time on the on the penalty killer. That's where a lot of right. minutes come from. That's, you know, uh, in the World Juniors, that's, you know, ma- the majority of what I did um, for that team. And um, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm taking penalties and – you know, it kind of screw, it screws up the rotation and, and, you know, kind of puts our penalty kill at a bit of a disadvantage, I suppose. So, um, yeah, you know, that's just another reason to, to stay out of the box. Mm-hmm. You still using a fat blade? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I get a lot of grief for it, but, uh, it's yeah. Whatever I've used works. It since mm-hmm. minor hockey, I think. So like minor midget, I think I've been using it. So, um, I've thought about kind of toning it down a little bit, but uh you know just never gotten around to it i guess yeah i i imagine that you keep winning face-offs uh more face-offs than anyone else there's going to be guys switching to it some of the center (laughs) your opponents yeah i I don't know how much how much it actually contributes um that would be something i'd like to test out but uh yeah i mean may not hurt like a a lot of guys a lot of guys that have um asked me about face-offs kind of jokingly said it is the fat blade, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's something I'd need to test out to, to really uh, find out whether or not that's, that's uh, the truth or not. So great awesome. stuff. Do you have any, uh, you have any more questions there, Shane? I'm, I think I'm tapped out. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm much satisfied. Owen, thank you so much <laughs> for taking the time. We, we really appreciate it. I oh, mean, I, I did have one more. Uh-oh. Just, um, Uh-oh. I thought of it. Uh, it's about Barbie. No, it's not about Barbie. Um, <laughs> did you, uh, you played on a line. Well, you, you, if I recall correctly, Shane and I were at the development camp and you played with Meshar, uh, I think for most of the, 
scrimmages and stuff. Just, uh, you know, you got to know uh, Philip a bit, obviously at, at camp and stuff. Um, just your, your impressions and you've been, I, I take it you faced him this year, although you're in different, you were in different conferences, but you might be facing him in the playoffs coming up. But uh, just give me your impressions of Meshar. Yeah, um, I think he's he's extremely uh, he's an extremely gifted player. He's super talented. He, um, yeah, thinks the game uh, very very well. Uh, you know, he, he's an incredible playmaker, and that kind of stems off uh, you know the way he reads the game and sees the game. Um, and I think uh, something that might be a little underrated in his game is his speed. Uh, you know, I think he can, can challenge defenders and one on one with his speed. And and you know, he's uh, he's a great skater, so he's shifty as well. And um, you know, that, that allows him to free free himself up to make plays that uh, that he's so good at making. So um, you know, his his point production is uh, you know speaks for itself um, in the league this year. Um, I believe he's leading yeah i think he's leading oh fours and um in points per game from what i saw so um <clears throat> he's uh yeah he's having a heck of a year and he's uh yeah just a great player and, and somebody that uh you know i'm really looking forward to playing with down the road well meshar beck and doc there you go second line <laughs> on the halves nice ring that'd be nice <laughs> oh yeah wouldn't yeah. that'd be great well uh Owen, it's been uh, fantastic to have you on and really appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to see you uh, Friday in o- Ottawa. Oh, okay, perfect. Your next, <laughs> your next game. So I might yeah. uh, I might sneak down after the game and, and shake your hand and say hello. So <laughs> All right. Just be prepared good. for that. <laughs> It'll be after, you know, you get your third, first star or whatever, so you'll be a couple minutes late. But anyway, good <laughs> yeah, luck. and uh, Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I hope you guys win the win it all, and uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to see you. Uh, it, it'd be nice not to go in the back door, right? Like I know a few teams yeah, lost in the first uh, round and stuff. You guys that's, would that's like to win the championship, yeah. I bet, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I want to. I want a picture with my equipment on with that uh, with that trophy. So. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get in through the back door. So, uh, yeah, that's our Excellent. focus right now, and then we worry about the Mem Cup when it's here. Love it. Thanks, Owen. That's awesome. Thanks, Owen. Have a good one. All right, guys. Owen back. Man, what a guy. The the computer on him is pretty impressive, I must admit. Uh, He's such a a nice guy, too. And and, uh, I think Habs fans are going to love him. I I really do. He's going to be there for a while, too. I'd put money on it. I would would put money on it. I like his confidence, you know. Mm -hmm. He's uh, like he's. Obviously, he thinks he can be a second-line player, top yeah. six player in the NHL. And, That's I mean, cute. his his game is so well-rounded that I think he's going to be a, a player that you can plug in anywhere. Exactly. You know, you, if you need him to play first-line center and go up against other teams' uh, top lines sometimes, he'll be able to do that eventually. Um, on the wing – he can do that. Like it's easiest transition there is, as you as you mentioned, you know, to go from center to wing. But he's so good on faceoffs that he'd still be taking draws, even if he ends up playing sort of on the wing with Doc or whatever. How they, you know, how they work it, it it'll uh, he'll still be taking draws because he's just 
I mean, he's so good at the junior level that that will translate to the NHL as well. And he'll be, I'm positive that he'll be a 55 plus uh, face-off guy once he, once he gets experience at the NHL level. Oh, no doubt about that. Uh, he'll be, he'll become one of Marty's favorites in in no time. I'm, I'm convinced. And, you know, I'd, again, I'd be willing to put money on the fact that he'll, he'll be starting in a big role already next season. Like this guy is, is ready. He could have, he could have made the team last year. How insane is that? You know, he was one of the last guys cut even this year. I think he could have made it, but you know what? The reasons they gave him are, are pretty valid. And I think he is getting some very valuable development uh, in Saginaw this year. So I think everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. And you're going to see um, Mr. Beck uh, wearing the Bleu Blanc Rouge pretty soon, pretty soon. So uh, guys, we, we really appreciate you watching. Thank you as always. And we're not done. All right. We're not done. We got Bobby Margarita coming on pretty soon. Bob McKenzie is going to release his first list very soon. And we're gonna, he's going to be right here. Second list. Sorry. Second list. Mid-term. And he's going to be right here to talk about it. Okay. So keep an eye out on that. It's coming very soon. And we're going to have more players. We're not going to tease the names yet. You're, gonna, you're just going to have to click subscribe and, and find out for yourself. But we're not done. I'll just say that. Um, so... As always, we invite you, go check out recruits.ca. Lots of fantastic stuff there. Grant's writing uh, great articles about, you know, NHL prospects, the Habs. We also got Rocco on there doing some great stuff. So uh, do yourself a favor, go check that out. And if you like the content we're providing here, uh, subscribing is free. So it's always appreciated. Uh, leave us a comment. Let's, let us know what you thought. Um, let us know who you'd like us to have, you know. Grant's got all the connects, apparently. So uh, if, if if there's a player in particular you want on the show, just let us know and we'll try to hook it up for you. Uh, Grant, any final remarks as we depart? Well, I got to go watch Barbie, I guess. You uh, recommended it. so You'll love it. That's... <laughs> You'll okay. love it. All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you all very soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.